Today's guests on the Chris Kirkwood Podcast are Kyle Gass and Jack Black, better known as Tenacious D. Formed in 1994, the Grammy-winning duo have played to sold-out crowds all over the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting adventure of the Chris Kirkwood Podcast, featuring Blil Cody. And, and, and the crazy thing is I saw you guys play years ago at a fundraiser for um, the Actors Gang. Oh, oh no. God. That's like oh, one of the first God. times I that saw That was you. a great wow. one. That was a good show. That was just, uh, yeah, that was just me and Cage. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we busted out old school, just uh, acoustic style. Uh, Do you remember that show being a little scary? Well, because we hadn't done that in a while. We'd been going just with the with the full the band yeah with a full band for for years a mosquito and we we're yeah. like i don't even know if we remember how to just go to acoustic guitars anymore so we had to really practice super hard and and go back to the woodshed doesn't that seem a little crazy to you that we um, would forget what we started doing now it seems crazy because yeah, we're back our muscles we got our we got our acoustic flex on but we learned how much more we could make on the road without the band that's not what it's about, Kyle. No, I know. It's Jeez, not. Louise. What's a joke? I met John Paul Jones one time, the bass player from Led Zeppelin, and uh, it was when him and uh, Robert Plant, no, the other guy, uh, Pagey. Robert, Robert Plant, <laughs> Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page, and those guys were playing some gigs, and they had not included John Paul Jones, right? Mm. And I was impressed enough, right? You know, it's bass player stuff, you know, it's John Paul Jones, right? And I'm like, oh, Mr. Jones, if I could... Uh, just have a moment of your time, and we wind up talking about like how those guys are out gigging, and I'm like, so how come you, how come you're not playing with them, you know? And uh, he said, I'm pretty sure it's because the money splits up better between two as opposed to. Is the that three the no something. quarter period when they were yeah, doing they, no shows? quarter, no 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 yeah. dime? Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when the uh, I think it was Hall of Fame or something, and John Paul Jones made a funny reference about, you know, I'm available, you guys. I'm available. You know, that's horse crap to go out as Led Zeppelin without John Paul. No, they didn't. I don't think it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, they called it something else. Oh, they called it No Quarter. They called it. Yeah. Right. All right. Got it. And there were like Indian drums and things. Right. And then the guitar player from The Cure. That's the only way they can get Robert Plant back out on the road is if they pull some some spiritual shenanigans like that because he's not interested in going out as, no. as Zeppelin anymore. When a billion isn't enough. No. But that's I pretty... kind of admire him, though, for not. Come on. No. Do you admire him a little bit? For not I admire him, but also I think there's some fear there. I think it's just he's got some fear of those high notes because they're going to bite him in the ass for sure. Well, those have been gone since 74. Yeah. So, really? Yes. That and they can though. actually pinpoint it. I went into a little wormhole about this. And apparently they've nailed it down to a show at the uh, uh, Great Western Forum. And I think he blew it out, and then it was never the same. Yeah, I mean, a lot, lot, lot of people <laughs> it's go... It's a young man's game. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people uh, love their uh, 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 Song Remains the Same concert. I'm not one of those people. No, I think that, no. that concert, that it's one of the, I would, I one would of dare the crappiest say that... live concerts ever uh, recorded on film. I love that band. I mean, they got... The greatest nine albums in a row incredible. of any band of all incredible. time, but uh, live not so much. They I, I think they, I think they acknowledge that though. I think those yeah. no, yeah, that's, say that that's that, that's that pretty show famous. In particular, as far as like it was a long tour and it was the end. I think it was the end of a tour and we were very ragged. Uh, but there's still, it's still, it's not good. <clears throat> no, it's not good. Okay. Does well, anybody he, remember laughter? I mean, he was really. <laughs> 
going yeah. going an octave lower a lot of the time and exploring some uh, some alternate melodies that were yeah. well as that, like, weren't, that weren't a hundred percent of the time not as good as the original ones and. <laughs> No, and I, I think it was out of necessity. He just yeah. knew, I'm not going to be able to hit them notes. No, I'm going to go with some... When you're shooting a movie, you want to hit all the notes. And then when they go on those crazy... There was just some like jammy jams that Well, the were... fantasy sequences. Yeah. When uh, yeah, when, when Bonzo's a race car driver. You know what? Maybe I'm being unfair. Have you watched it recently mm. and gone, yeah, I'm into this. I like this crazy space jam they're going on. I came to Led Zeppelin late. Yeah. You know, because like Led Zeppelin was happening when I was a kid. Right. You know, and uh, I, it alienated me. Right. You know, back then, right? And uh, I wasn't that into rock and roll, you know? Mm. Like when I, there was all this good stuff going on and, you know, that now I think is good, you know? And, mm. and it, it kind of took me a while to get to go back to that, you know, once I like grew up, once I got laid. I think that's yeah. what it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> once I fucking actually like. Yeah. Got to the point where I could come back to this, this stuff, you know. What were you like in, when you say you weren't even into rock and roll? What kind of music were you into? You know, I I, I like, uh, I mean, I was into rock as a, a tiny kid. The Beatles, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's Actually, rock and roll. What do you mean? That was rock and roll, you know. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was rock and roll, really, you know. Yeah. And when I actually started to like Dude, music. Dude, you're talking to the right guy over here. The, the, the... Premier the rock and roll. Well, Beatle colleges. Beatles historians. I do, yeah. I don't know if any, I put him. I put Kyle Gass up against any Beatles historian in the in the in the world. Well, we're planning to have the engineer that did all the Beatles stuff. We wrote that book. Jeff Emmerich. Yes, we're planning on. Do, having boom. Him. Boom. Right there. Boom. You see right there. there. Okay. You did you read his book? Here, there, and everywhere. Uh, it's right back. It's there. right over there. It's really good. I also the pages are kind of stuck together now because I took it into the bathroom. What the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when you so, know. you know what got me into playing? I mean, it's, it's goofball, and I've told this story before. But uh, as a little kid, like, mom was trying to maybe have us, you know, have a well-rounded childhood or some kind of a thing. And she, <laughs> oh, I, I actually had... <laughs> so misguided. I know, you know. <laughs> and she named me Chris without an H. Well, so I love that. Talking about That's Kyle awesome. Gass without an L, yeah. you know what I mean? So... <laughs> And the, so the Chris thing has dogged me my whole life, and it's nothing I care about, but it's CRIS, you know? And she got that off of a, a Rexall drugstore in Omaha. Right? Mm. And my brother Kurt, you know, it, it's Curtis. That's from Tony Curtis. Ba-bang! Yeah. Talk about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I had guitar lessons as a young kid, and uh, I didn't really, I, I wasn't that into it, you know? I wasn't that into it. I was more into, you know, I had a monkey. I had to have a monkey, you know? But I didn't need to play guitar at that age. So this guy would come over and actually give us lessons at the house. And after a while, he would like rub me on the leg. Oh God. He'd like rub my leg and tell me how much he liked me. What the? And how I couldn't tell anybody about (laughs) this, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, I like you too. What the living God, you know? What was his name? Felix Char. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't stick, you know, (laughs) stick. And, uh, and then I had piano lessons after that. And, and like that, that dude, you know, was real old and he'd sit there and like, actually doze off during the piano yeah. lesson, you know, and I would take advantage of that and I'd sit there real quietly until he started to stir again and then play the last couple of notes on the thing. But none of that stuck, you know, it wasn't like a thing that I was that into. But then I saw the movie Deliverance, mm. you know, in like 74 or something. Yeah. And that did it. And it was just a, one of those moments where, you know, like my need for a monkey was insurmountable, was you know, and, and, and suddenly there was a need for banjo. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people had that deliver. I mean, I remember that too. It was something in the placement of the movie and the way the back and forth. It, it was just so compelling. I and, thought you were. I thought that you meant that. That's when you put it together that that guy was a pervert. Exactly because no, of the, the the squeal like a pig scene. <laughs> exactly. You know? well, no, you were talking about the banjo music, scene. Yeah. It was the banjo that's when scene. you realized you wanted a guitar. No, I wanted a banjo. That's okay. Now it's all come. Now I figured yeah, and it you, out. And you also wanted an older mentor. And I and I wanted that guy to come back and put me on the leg some more. <laughs> the movie was you know? very because I really very did like him. <laughs> so like Led Zeppelin and that kind of stuff, you know, kind of like here's what it was. I fucking wasn't cool. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I just wasn't cool enough. You know? Well, no one was cool at the very beginning, except for maybe my friend Rebecca Hughes had her kid Rocco. He's pretty cool, oh, but you have Rocco. to you have to have cool parents that are like really paying attention to yeah. making sure that their kid is cool out of the gate. That's like a very rare situation. Usually, the parents are not cool, and the kid's gonna be a dork out of the gate trying to find their way. What about and this? And then they'll though? find some coolness somewhere along the line. What was? Do you remember the first song you ever liked? I remember the first song I ever actually enjoyed. Yeah, I don't it like- was ABBA. Take a chance on me. Take a chance on me. Take a chance, 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 take a chance to change your mind. No, do it, baby. Keep going, keep going. I'm the first in line. If you can choose, take a chance on me. Yeah. If you pins and I can't remember the rest. Ah, you nailed it. That's how. But it's not cool. No, it's not cool. We know that. That was not cool. Well, I guess it was Swedish cool. It's cool beyond cool, isn't it? No, it's kind of, you know... I think it's it's, it's cool of... now, I think. Which the really songwriting, though. I mean, the songwriting. It exposes cool for That's some interesting is. stuff. I, that's one of the things Very I love about music, is when you, you get that's dudes true. like What's that... cool now? ...that, uh, um, you know, th- that can write songs like that, you know? I yeah. love, I love the, 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 the coming together. I mean, I think you guys are that, you know, where you have people come together and, and they make this stuff that seems so natural in a way, and yet they actually wrote this shit, you know? Yeah. And then, like, it's like the, you know... I don't know. It's pretty far out in a way. Do you rem- do you remember the first song that you? Liked? I'm trying to think. Of, like the first song that I liked, like liked, like I remember, like early music that I became, you know, aware of, like like really a song on, on the radio or something that you were like, oh. even maybe before that, even like stuff that my mom maybe exposed us to slightly. You know, and mom right. wasn't definitely like a, into music or anything. Right. You know, but there was certain things. Some of the stuff there was a. I need my brother here to like name names. Yeah. You know. But there was a there was an album, it was humorous stuff. You know, oh, really? it was like uh, there was that high ho confusalum, the darling of Jerusalem, prostitute of ill repute, the daughter of the Baba, or the one. Uh, um, it's a wonderful song, but it's all about turds. Sing along, sing along, tourlay, tourlay. Wait a Rolling second. Stone gathers no moss, so they say. Sing along, sing along with the birds, with the birds. It's a wonderful song, but it's all about turds. We gotta know this, Kyle. Come on, this is our know. thing. I don't know. I don't funny know. songs. I don't know. Who who did it? Chris uh, knows the funny songs that we don't know. Yeah. This is for shame. Dude. That's good. That 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 stuff was there. This is supposed to be who we are. There's well, Al Kyola and his solid gold guitar. That was a very early, early on. Was you know. it Spike Jones? Maybe. No, nah, definitely wasn't Spike Jones. You know, he, we he, could call he, Kurt I don't and ask him. Who's the dude who did Hello Mata? Hello Fada. Uh, That's Alan uh, Sherman. Alan Sherman. Yeah. Did you guys have um uh uh who was that incredible DJ who was so funny back in the seventies? Who was our guy that we had on Festival Supreme last year? 
Oh, uh, Dr. Demento. Did you have Dr. Dr. Demento. Demento in Phoenix? Oh. I don't think so, you no. know? No. And, you know, yeah. uh, well, we did, you know, Dr. Demento came to one of our shows one time. Of course. Here in town. Uh, here in, uh, in Los, actually in Santa Monica. And uh, he included, there's a song of ours called Swimming Ground off of one of our records. Oh, yeah. You know, Swimming Ground. Yeah, like, of course. And he was making a... Uh, uh, up, on the, up, up, up on the sun. Up on the sun. And he was making a song. Best place I ever found. Wasn't close to any town. Was a little swimming ground. Everything got floating around. And there's another song like Kyle Glass, Kyle Gas, Chris with an H. That so many people call that swimming hole, you know? And mm. it breaks my fucking heart. You know, mm. just rips you to pieces. Now I don't remember uh Dr. Demento being on the radio, but you know what we had in Phoenix that was bitching? that had a musical element to it was a show called The Wallace and Ladmo Show, mm. right? And it was these two guys. It was uh, uh, Bill Thompson was the guy's name that was... They were a comedy thing, right? It was a kid's show, right? And it was on TV. It was on the local, like, uh, local channel, right? And uh, Bill played kind of the straight guy. He wore, like a, um, like, a straw hat initially, and then he went over to a derby. And then Ladmo was this guy, Lad Krakowski... He wore the stovepipe hat and was, played the, like the naif, you know what I mean? He played like the, uh, the, the gullible innocent to wall boys, uh, you know, straight guy or whatever. And there was another guy who's still involved in like media in, in Phoenix named Pat McMahon who played all these different characters. Right? And it was just a kind of a, uh, a cool show. It was really fucking bitching. Some of the characters that Pat McMahon played, there was Gerald. That was the main character. And he was like a kid that wore short pants, you know, and he had like a blonde kind of like a wig, you know, and big glasses. So he played like a brat, like a kind of a spoiled brat, you know, and he had this monster that would come out that Wallace never saw that would do mischief. And then Ladmo would get blamed for it and this kind of stuff. He also played like a, a character named um, Aunt Maud who was an old lady that came out and she would read to the kids a story, you know, and it'd be this sweet story about Charlotte. child. And then at the end, you know, and then the cat got hit by a car kind of a thing. <laughs> he played uh, <clears throat> Captain Super, right? A, a superhero wore like football pads, you know, this kind of stuff. Or uh, Marshall Good, a down, a down and out, kind of down on his luck, silent film star, you know, hmm. who would like at the end of his little bit would hit Wallace up for money and stuff. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, a phoenix like thing you know yeah and it was on the air for decades you know it's like one of the longest running kids shows or something like that you know and people like you know who cites it as an influence is spielberg who spent time as wow. a kid you know in the phoenix area and definitely like alice cooper for sure grew up on wallace and labmo you know really spielberg and alice cooper grew up in phoenix yeah in the phoenix area yeah mm. and the coop is totally and it was all local oh, cool. it was a local show it was a local show. Yeah. yeah. And you can see yeah. it online. You, you should check that stuff out. I mean, yeah. it, you know, for, E.T. does yeah. look like it was shot in a Phoenix suburb, kind of, doesn't it? It's completely. It yeah. kind of looks like a, like a, no, that looks like Arizona. Yeah. Sedona. New Mexico. And that's New Mexico. That's yeah. a different state. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Scratch that. Scratch that. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to stop for just one moment. And we're gonna Why? Have a, Am I too far away from the no, microphone? No, no, no. We're, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> oh, what? oh, cool. Oh, no. See, what's the thing? Gonna... Bill, this, this whole podcast thing, you know what I mean? It's cool to talk about this stuff, and it's this is a fun element for me, you know, and to get to meet guys like you and have you come yeah. in and chat is really fun. But, but the podcast was Bill's idea. Yeah. Right? Bill's an old pal of mine, and he decided that, you know, we should have a podcast, and I was ambivalent, right, until it actually came down to it, and then I tried to get out of it, right? Yeah. 
you know, but now that we actually, you know, we are doing it, now we have a sponsor. And yeah. we're going to take a moment to have our sponsor be Ooh. talked about on our show here. And it's, it's Wellspring. It's these folks up in Colorado. We can talk about it now. but we, Sure. So. Yeah, they're sponsoring. They're paying the dollars. we got to talk about them. We, ha- we legally have they- to. Hey, everybody. It's Chris. And I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you all a little bit about the good folks at Wellspring Collective. If you're searching for a recreational dispensary in Denver, then Wellspring Collective is the place for you. With one of the city's largest selections of edibles and extracts, Wellspring Collective offers a wide range of marijuana products to recreational adults. Their high-quality cannabis products, knowledgeable staff, attentive customer service, and safe, professional environment set them apart from other recreational dispensaries in Denver to meet your buying needs. I invite you to browse through their menu, check out their specials, and contact them with any questions you may have about recreational marijuana. Wellspring Collective is located in Denver at 1724 South Broadway along the stretch of road called the Green Mile. That's 1724 South Broadway in Denver. Wellspring Collective for all your recreational marijuana needs. Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Uh, Home of uh, the greatest, in my opinion, outdoor venue in all of the, well, the United States. Red Rocks? Red Rocks. And you Red play, Rocks, have you baby. played Red Rocks? We played Red Rocks. We opened for we opened for, we opened for Ween, kind of. Me too. I played we, Red Rocks opening for Ween. Whoa. No kidding. But you you really <laughs> opened for Ween. We 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 Wait went on and then Galactus played and then yeah. Ween played. It's so we didn't really open. open for Ween. I like to say we opened for Ween, but it's not really true. I think you get credit. You can still you say know. you opened for Ween. Yeah, you're can all you still openers. say oh, You can say whatever you want. Even if there was a a band in between. You headlined that show, I was, and then there were some bands that went on after you, including Galactus and Ween. What if, that you, went down. what if you played, and then the next night Ween played? Could you say Still that you counts. opened for Ween? Still did counts. You, Still counts. You, you could say Mickey? you opened for the Beatles. You know what's good? <laughs> you could say that the Beatles opened for you exactly. if they played there they 20 did. years before See, you. See, they were, went on first. <laughs> you know, we're big fans of Ween, and we're this is going out. He's pro- They're probably listening. That, yeah. We've no, tried they, to get them for nobody's festival. listening. Uh-oh. That's the cool <laughs> thing about this. <laughs> no, I actually Mickey is going to be on the show. Yeah. Mickey <laughs> wanted me to tell you hello. Oh, good. Love, I, love, I, I was just, just love Mickey. Uh, yeah, I love that guy. It was no, really I'm not fun. That in, I'm not that. You know, I don't, you know, you know like kind of, show? kind of a strong word. Love. Yeah. yeah. So it's true. You can't just go flinging that word around. <laughs> no, the I, I meant I love that type of guy. No, that type of guy exactly. <laughs> but it was really fun hanging with like, him. He I'm, was I'm, such a trip. He showed me his like suitcase of, of helpers. And, and oh, really? Like, you know yeah. what's amazing about Red Rocks? Uh, Amongst other Everything. things. Everything. I mean, okay, there's lots of great things about Red Rocks. The backstage area is made of red stone. It's yeah. bitching. But um, when you want to, if you're backstage and uh, you've just finished a set and you want to go watch Ween because they're headlining, you walk down a long stone tunnel through yes. stone. Yes. And then you walk, uh, you <clears throat> climb a ladder and you go straight up and you suddenly are in the the sound yeah. booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you, you're claustrophobic, it is not a big tunnel either. It was kind of creepy in there. We played no, there but once. it's cool, it's man. Cool. Yeah, yeah. First time we played there was with the uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh. This is some years back, right? Whoa. And that night uh some kid decided to take it upon himself to climb up onto the rocks, you know? Oh, no. Red Rocks for the people that don't know is 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 a uh, 
natural amphitheater. It's a natural amphitheater, and it's in these. It's lovely. I mean, it's fucking beautiful, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know how those the sides of the thing go up fairly yeah. steeply and shit, right? And at one point, suddenly it became a thing. There's this little dude up on the fucking cliff to the point where it's like. How do you get down? You know, it was a rock climbing kind of a thing. But Colorado is that kind of a place. There's a lot of rock climbing maybe that goes on there. A lot of outdoor yeah. activities. Yeah. You know, it's an outdoorsy yeah. kind of a place. A good friend of ours holds uh, in, is in the band mm. that holds the record for the most sellouts at Red Rocks, which is oh, that's true. Dave, that's true. Dave Schools of Widespread Panic. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. They... Widespread Panic holds the record for most sellouts at Red Rock. Yeah. Like fifty. No, is it Red Rocks? Or does Red Rock? Or is it Red Rock? I think there's more than one. It's you Red know, Rocks. At, it's at Red this point, Rock. I'm, I'm, I'm Why do they play there 50 times? Oh, more than that. They play like huge runs. Where they live in the area? Where they just, no, they're, they from, they're from Athens, Georgia. Well, Dave lives deal. up north now. But is it the same 10,000 people that just come all 50 shows? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it still counts yeah, as a, as a record breaking? Okay. All right. All right. You know, one of the you Red know, Rocks. You know, a ticket's a ticket, you know. It's true. Ticket's a ticket. Well, the Red Rocks thing is they give you uh, like a special little... A sculpture every time you play. What if it's just one no, billionaire I got, I got who no buys all tickets. ten thousand tickets fifty times, it's, it's, uh, and the place is actually empty, hmm. but there's a billionaire sitting right, it's there, sold out. Right? So like one billionaire. Does it still donor? count as a sellout? I, tickets a ticket. Donald Trump, baby. Donald Trump. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. You know who it is? Standing ovation. That reminds me of a thought. I thought if you're throwing money on the ground, are you littering? <laughs> Is that littering? Or you're making it rain. Yeah. You know who played Red Rocks last night? Neil fucking Young. Uh, Whoa. The best. I know this so. because a friend of mine, Dr. Dave, a good pal of mine, is there. Oh. Or was there and is, is playing, there or something. Is he playing with the, the crazy horse? Or I don't himself? think it's crazy horse. Just I think himself? maybe it's just Neil. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But I mean, he's just recently ones. put out another record. Talk about a cool artist. Well, do you think yeah. that he's doing it for the money? If he's just playing alone? Or do you think he's doing it because he's getting some he extra lost those magic? You he lost got those other dude's phone numbers. You got him. <laughs> well, he is going through a divorce, so maybe. Oh, oh, oh that only love Have, can break your heart. Did you catch any of the David? Cross can I tell you my favorite Neil Young story? Yes, you no. did. I heard that he went. Oh, on no, tour. I did hear Uh-oh. when David Crosby went off, and he he went off oh, on. What's her face, Sam? Yeah. This is uh, a great story that Kyle's telling. It's better than my story. Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. That's yes. all. No, go. I'm sorry to interrupt. David, David, no, no. It's a great story no, Kyle's no, telling no, about no, Neil Yours Young. is great. Yours is great. I can't wait to hear. Go ahead. No, yours no, is great. No, no. Yours it's is about no, the, no, no, no. It's the magical story no, about no, no, how no. great Neil is. Tell it. What? Oh. What? How great Neil? What, when we played his bridge school? Forget it. Break it out. Did you play the bridge school? We did play bridge school. We did play bridge school. Did Neil join in? Well, uh, with us? Yeah. No. <laughs> but that does remind me when we played a gig for Pete Townsend. He was doing a little club gigs with his musical partner. And I think he was playing with all the acts, and we were doing like a sound check. And then Pete said, I can't, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't think I should play with you guys. Oh my God. Jack, are you okay? He's frozen. Um,. So he didn't play with you? No. It's, you two have something. I don't, I can't. Uh, oh, yeah. thank you. So what's your story about Neil? Yeah. Jables. Let's hear We were in Australia, and um, we heard that Neil had been there just right before us, and uh, that he doesn't like to fly around. 
So he rented a train car. That's and, so um, far out. And he, um, and he, his, uh, his best buddy is his manager, and they just like ate yummy meats on mm. their train car and watched Game of Thrones. He had never seen Game of Thrones, so they just watched all of Game of Thrones and ate meats as they went across Australia to the next gig. And I thought, oh, that just sounds like heaven. Just hanging with Neil, <laughs> watching Game of Thrones. Do you think hanging with Neil would be the best part of that? It just seems like that's what the I meat. want. That's the my. Meat. That's the tour I want to do. Right. You know, it's funny. My girlfriend Ruth is here with us today, and uh, she's always talked about how cool it would be to t- do a tour Amtrak style. Yes. You know? Yeah. Didn't they do that back in the day? Well, there's Wasn't that there one movie. Yeah, the there's one that one the movie. Train it's train a psychedelic fuck fest. Yeah. yeah. Have you, you seen know? that? It's Festival amazing. Express? That is a it's great amazing. movie. They're so stoned. It is good. Yeah. With, uh, that scene where uh, with, with the Rick Joplin. Danko Rick and Danko and Joplin. And, yeah, that's and the best. Jerry are playing, and Rick Danko's like. I've never seen, yeah, somebody so sloshed. He's pretty sloshed. They stop at one point. pretty good. Canada, you know how they sell booze, like at the booze, like it's government run booze stores or something? And there's that one scene where they stop in one of the little towns yeah. along the way there, yeah. go to the government-sponsored booze store yeah. and buy everything. <laughs> they buy all of the booze that's in the fucking thing. <laughs> Do you remember the the, uh, the festival promoter guy? I think we talked about it. It's everything that he said was about him being a hero. So I said, stop this train. I'm going to get you guys enough liquor to make it through. They said I couldn't do it, but I did it. It was just what? It was just like... Wow, you did a great thing. I get. I heard that tour wasn't that successful, though. I don't think they made any. Money I don't think. I think they lost money, and people weren't actually going. It, it's it's funny. Idea. Some of those most famous shows from the '60s lost money, hmm. like Pink Floyd, The Wall. Did they lose know. some money. I think. I they bet probably that probably made money did. On Pink Floyd, The Wall. Looks kind of expensive, though. They did yeah, it just a in New York and LA. I think. We went to see it. We went to see it in Boston. And, uh, you know, part of it is a giant airplane crashes into the frickin' audience. Right, the beginning. It, yeah, it's like... Uh, I saw it on a wire, though. I was like, when's that going to go? That's going to go... There's some very expensive crap going down. Yeah. Did David Gilmore play in that one? No. No? No. he did some of it. Roger's Party. It was Roger's Waters. Roger's Waters? It was Roger's Waters. Yeah. It was Roger's Water. It's Roger's Glass Waters. <laughs> Without an H. <laughs> you know, they got a guy that just played just like Gilmore. The guy that it was fun. That was not what I missed. Was the guitar playing was actually I just as good. It, yeah. it was the voice on uh, Comfortably Numb. Mm-hmm. That's when I really missed Rogers Waters. Uh, yeah, that's when the plane cool. crashed, that's like because uh, his dad was in the war, right? Waters is that what, is that the is that what was I think the backstory? That, I think there's something there. Pretty you know, much like, all of Roger Waters' songs are about his boyhood. You mm-hmm. know that. Like, I, I was just reading this article about him, and he was like, yeah, basically, they're all somehow hmm. tied to my boyhood, hmm. which I guess was formative. And uh, Do we have any songs from our boyhood? No, but it's time to do that album. Yeah, except our whole next record. Tell us about your next Called Our Boyhood. Doyhood. Did you bring the guitar? <laughs> no. Why wouldn't you bring a guitar, Kyle? Do we have a guitar? What did you want to play? I didn't know what he said. Who, who knows? You're saying we could be writing. What I'm saying is who knows? We're here at this podcast with Chris Kirkwood. 
when the magic could flow. When the Who magic knows when the I'll magic could Inspirato. flow? Is there Uber guitars? I can just you are one. the D. Don't you F? think right now is a time when a <clears throat> magical improvisational jam could explode? Oh, fuck, yes it could. Yeah, and oft times does. Well, at oh. least you can tickle the ivories. There you go. Yeah, I'm really bad, though. Really bad. Me too. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you know what I suck at? Singing and everything else. <laughs> so, now what do you want to talk about? How'd I you want guys... to talk about the first time Let's... I saw uh, the Meat Puppets. Wow. Oh. It was like, a... I told you this story already, but I I'm going to say it again anyway. For the listeners. Yes. Uh, I don't remember if it was 86, oh. 87, 88. Or 89, but it was definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Long Beach, and uh, you guys were on fire. You were um, playing so good. Mm-hmm. And um, and Kurt was staring straight down the center of the audience, and he never looked down at his guitar to see what he was playing. And... Uh, and we were all in the palm of your hands, and you were playing this bass, and it, it, it was a Fender, but instead of saying Fender, you changed it so it said Fucker. And I just thought that was so funny and so rad. Yeah, that's rock and, and roll. And you were playing your ass off, and I just thought, this, this, Meat Puppets are the best band. You no. are my favorite band. Oh, damn. And that's the end of my story. That's a good fucking... story. It's a pretty good story, wasn't it? Damn. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That's bitching. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. And now you tell me that you do not you don't have that bass anymore, the fucker bass. The fucker bass fell out of my out of my possession. Yes, it did. So if anyone out there is listening and you are in possession of the fucker bass. Yes. We would really appreciate it if you could get that back yeah. over here. Yeah. Uh stat. Uh, send it to P.O. Box, MeatPuppets.com. Did you ever hear that story of Peter Frampton's guitar? His no. famous guitar that was in a plane crash in the Andes. I mean, this is the craziest. It can't be true. <laughs> and yet it is. And they had a like, New Yorker article. Of course, I don't know the details details because my brain is, is bad. But basically, somebody found the guitar like 25 years later, and then they had it in their possession, and then... Somehow got back to it was his fa- You remember the Peter Frampton with the three pickups? Yeah, that, yeah. I think it was yeah. And they found it and got it back to him thirty years later. I saw Peter Frampton wow. at the. And this is a film thing. This is movies. You guys are filmic. <laughs> uh, it was uh, the making of A Star Is Born with Babs. Oh, I love that movie. And uh, Chris Christopherson. Chris, Chris Christopherson. And don't forget uh, Gary Busey pre motorcycle. Mm. Mm. Pre motorcycle, yeah. right? So to make the movie, they had a concert at uh, Arizona Sun State. I remember that I at remember Sun Devil that. Stadium, yeah. and uh, Frampton played Graham Central Station. Some mm. good stuff, you know. And they put on the show. And I've told the story. I think I already told the story on the you podcast. It but it was a bitching thing. It was one of those things. Um, we were talking about like. Uh, maybe did I you just say Evil Knievel did a stunt there too? A evil Evil Knievel did he? I don't know. You didn't say evil can evil. No, he didn't. Why evil did I just think the, the well, Grand Central? There's nothing wrong with thinking evil can evil. It's always a good oh, thing. Oh, Grand Central? This oh, happened. Grand, you did this with your hand. Grand ah, Central Station. That's okay, sorry. So the uh, they're filming 
the 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 uh, parts for the movie, right? Yeah. What they wanted was a big crowd scene, right, to be able to film the, that part of the movie. Yeah. So they throw this cheap concert, and a lot of people come. It's the first time I did Speed, oh, right? Yeah. The wonderful drug of Speed, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is far out, you know. And uh, they were shooting the scenes, you know, for the movie, and they were doing it, at, you know, multiple takes, how they do that and that kind of thing. And then eventually the crowd started to kind of like turn against them, right? They weren't digging this part of the fucking afternoon or yeah. something. It's boring. <laughs> Making movies is boring. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and Barbara Streisand took control of the situation. It was a, a, a really, uh, just an interesting moment, you know, where she, she like said, hang on a second, goddammit. She used epithets, you know what I mean? She like swore mm-hmm. and she told the crowd, look, I've put on this, uh, this, this show for you all. You know, y'all be able to see this afternoon good music, and you think you're gonna fuck my movie up? You're wrong. You <laughs> know, and she was actually able to cow like, I, oh, and there was tens God. of thousands of people yeah. at this thing, and she just, you know, wow. took the reins and and like yeah. lashed that crowd into shape, you know. But well, Frampton played at that thing, you know. So the time here's a good guitar story. Get this, this is kind of goofball. Speaking of guitars and how how you know ephemeral they are, and you know how they come and go. Um, we were in Tulsa a few years ago, and. Uh, we're playing the show, and afterwards, me and my brother are hanging out. There's some kids, you know, some, and they were kind of young, and, and we're just hanging out. And we're, we're bringing our crap out, you know, and putting it into the vehicle. And at one point, I turned around, and I'm like, wait, wasn't the guitar sitting right there? And, you know, my brother plays that red Les Paul, right? Yeah. That's a fucking part of it. You know, that's like, we don't care about stuff that much, you know, but that fucking guitar is like a thing, you know? He's had that for a minute, and that's a beautiful fucking guitar, right? Yeah. So this is like this blue telly this is kind of like sea foam blue or something i don't know maybe like whatever what color it you know greenish blue telly you know uh that he likes you know you know it's one of his guitars and but uh uh oh i got another guitar story i'll tell you right after this i'll make this one short so <laughs> I, I turn around and the fucking guitar is gone right i'm like wasn't it leaning right there right and so and then it became apparent oh the guitar is definitely gone so we asked these kids that were standing there like hey the fucking guitar is gone you know do any of you have any idea where our guitar might have been? <laughs> yeah. And there, you know, and there was a, a young woman, and she said, I, "I think I saw somebody walking away with a guitar, and I think his girlfriend's name is so, something or something like this, right?" So with that little bit of information, we like start doing this backtracking. <laughs> Why does she think her name is something? That's funny. You know, she might have heard someone say yeah, something. Something somewhere in there. It wasn't. We didn't Come immediately. On, Matilda. We didn't get I'm right down to this guitar with me. <laughs> yeah, not a good thief. So you shouldn't be dropping names. We actually managed to. Let's go to three twelve Maple Street. <laughs> you know, with this guitar. Hang on a second. Let me drop my license. <laughs> We figured, you know, somehow we've managed to figure out who the fucking kid was that had taken the fucking thing, right? Wow. And, you know, like, we're like, no, fuck that, you know, and managed to track him down, right? Whoa. And then Dennis, you know, this guy, our manager, Dennis, like, oh. uh, got on the phone with this kid and he's telling him, I don't think you understand. We don't have anything else to do. We're going to come back there and kill you. <laughs> you know, and the kid's like going... He's denying did he, did that he, he took right it. Did he go right to then? Oh, because he denied it. He's denying it and that kind oh, of shit, you know? Yeah. And and we actually like we're going, no, here's what you have to do. And he's like, oh, it finally gets around to, I'm sorry, you know? It gets oh. that, you know, thing. And we got the motherfucker back. Incredible. Nice. Okay, there's that guitar story. Here's another one, you know, real quickly. So, like I was saying, mom wasn't that into the, you know, you know, like she, she was loving and sweet, and but definitely wasn't like a, a, a we weren't led in this direction you know it's like we got into doing this kind of stuff ourselves but my brother played guitar 
back when the lessons thing, he kind of, he always kind of played guitar, right? So when he graduated from high school, mom decided to get him a guitar for a graduation present. So she goes to the music store in town and says, I'd like your nicest guitar. And it was a black Les Paul custom, right? With like the, the, all the gold, right? Like the pickup, you know, gold tuning knobs and gold on the, on the, uh, pickups and all this kind of crap. It was a nice guitar. So, and speaking of pot too, as well, we can bring in, bring Wellspring back into this. Hey everybody, it's Chris Kirkwood. If you're searching for a recreational dispensary in Denver, then the right place to check out is Wellspring Collective. Wellspring Collective's high quality cannabis products set them apart from other recreational dispensaries in Denver to meet your buying needs. Browse through their menu, check out their specials, and contact them with any questions you may have about recreational marijuana. Wellspring Collective is located in Denver at 1724 South Broadway along the stretch of road called the Green Mile. Wellspring Collective, the place to go for all of your marijuana needs. What's and we're back. <laughs> I, love I it. get nice. it. So we don't have to talk about no, Wellspring. They, they in. put it in there. This isn't live. Yeah. This isn't live. I thought we had to talk about Say you don't want it. Say you don't want it. Then you slip it in. So we needed pot. Right, so we're gonna go get, grab some grass, and uh, Derek, our drummer, his little brother Damon had just traded like his acoustic guitar, and he was Damon was a far out kid, right? And he traded his acoustic guitar for some guy for a blanket, right? There was like some need to have a blanket, <laughs> for, right? a blanket. <laughs> for a blanket, right? So we're like, when you're cold, you're cold. When you're cold, you're cold. <laughs> when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. So we decided, you know, well, we should take. The guitar with us, you know. There's enough blankets here. We decided to take our uh, Kurt's guitar with us for some fucking reason, right? And we had a little. There was a. We had a pickup, a little mini truck, Chevy Love, you know. It was our mom's actually, you know. So uh, we put the guitar in the back of the fucking truck, drive drive over to where grass can be procured at a pal of ours house, go into his house for like ten minutes, right? And then we're like, oh, the guitar's out in the back of the fucking truck. No. You know? Okay. And we go back out there and poof in that amount of time. Gone, baby, gone. Gone. Ten gone. minutes. One, yeah. You know, just like that, the fucker was gone. And I'll share this story with you again, uh, this briefly. Speaking of monkeys. Speaking of my monkey out <laughs> Are we there. digressing? Is this... <laughs> <laughs> we are more than digressing right? at this point. <laughs> talking about mystery. the guitar? The talking about the, you know, how easy it is to, for things to get lost and that kind of stuff. You lost your so, monkey? I, I lost my monkey in, a, in, in, in calamitous and fucking heartbreaking, uh, you know, under circumstances. So I had to have a monkey, and I got a monkey, and I named him Abner, and he was a delight. No shit. He was a squirrel monkey. He was a Where wonderful little fellow. you buy a monkey? You don't just go to a pet store. You did back then. Wow. You did back then. Pet smaller monkeys, he, though. He's on a podcast that comes out this Friday with another guy who had a monkey, who has a, some comedian in Boston. I've heard that. And I, and I a, I did a podcast with a dude, and now it's all podcast, baby. It's all about yeah. the podcast. And this fucking guy had a tegu lizard. Which I also had to take. Had. It blew my mind. I'm like a tegu lizard. I had a tegu lizard, Pierre. Right? <laughs> you don't meet a lot of people that had tegus, and so. Did you have Did you have a, a dream that you would be one of those guys who went on Johnny Carson with all of your animals? Oh, and said, yeah, and yeah. here's my yeah. tegu, and ta-da, and here's my little monkey, my little monkey, Ab- <laughs> Pierre Abner, meet Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so now this now the story is going to turn kind of somber. You guys oh, the fucking oh, oh, no. No, 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 oh no! Oh no! It is a really sad story. Abner. I think that's just some fucked up shit. I haven't gotten over this yet. Oh you know? god! <laughs> so, anyways, so uh, 
one night Abner doesn't return home, right? I used to let him run around. This is also, I mean, you could get fucking monkeys at a pet shop and you could let your monkeys run around the neighborhood back yeah. in the day, right? That's, I, so, don't, I don't believe that. You, know, you can't let monkeys no, this is run around. This is all horseshit. This is all horseshit. This is stuff. Bill wrote this stuff and, you know. <laughs> so he doesn't come home one night, right? And uh, I'm concerned, you know. But, you know, so the next morning I get up to see, you know, is Abner back? And I, I look around. I open the fucking patio door, the sliding glass doors onto the patio. And there lay Abner Ooh. In, a, in a pool of his own blood. Oh, God. With his right arm gone at the shoulder. Oh, God. And he was gone. We'd lost Abner at that point, you know. But he made it back somehow. His spirit did. His, his, his spirit has never so left like me. No, he was gone. He was a dead little monkey. But someone way. laid him at your front door. No, he made it back. Oh, he did make it back. I see what you're saying. Yes, he did yeah. indeed make it back. He actually returned, you know, it's, to the pat back door. It was the ba in the back it's patio. It's like an incredible journey, but with a He had to come over a fence to do yeah. that. Yeah. And there was a little trail of blood, and I t followed oh, it. Oh, so you know, sad. Isn't it sad? But it's a mystery. He knew how to get home, I fucking don't know. It's a mystery. He did. He came home. He wanted to die at home. He made it over a fence. Oh, you know? Fucking. Sleep well, little Abner. You know, so there's another, you know, there's it's another like, guitar story. It's another like guitar old story. Yeller. Oh, does old Yeller die at the end? Does he die? Does old Yeller die at the end? Let's ask Kyle Glass. If there's one thing you know about old Yeller, he doesn't just die. Old Yeller dies at the end. Do you remember when that guitar was taken from Largo? Okay, listen, I've never seen old Yeller. I just know that old Yeller dies at the end. Fortunately, you're sitting down already. So he doesn't just die. He contracts rabies. But he contracts the rabies in a good way, right? He does it, you know, like protecting his his young master, right? His young, you know, human companion. But then he has rabies, right? Which overtakes him. And the young man actually takes it upon himself. He has to, right? Yeah. Go out and the kid shoots fucking old Yeller. Wow. You know, it's it's some fucking. They don't make stories shit. like that anymore. No, they don't. And there's no. they be tested and I'm like well, of mice and men might have stolen a little something. Do you from, see the uh, rabbits? Do you see the rabbits? Yeller. Look over there. So what about you guys? What's going on? Uh, What's up with we the... got a little festival coming yeah. up? It's uh, kind of been dominating our little festival called the uh, Festival Supreme. Ooh. We've been doing it for a couple years. Burrito it's... Supreme. Exactly. That we branded it so people would know it was our festival. Yeah. But uh, this is our third one. And this is it. It's like, hey, either third time's a charm or three strikes and you're out. <laughs> so this might be like uh, the last chance to see festivals. It is so rad. The festival has been so much fun to do and people have been loving it. But it's a lot of work. And, you know. Where do you do it? We this year we're doing it at um, uh, the Shrine Auditorium and Expo Hall, which is downtown L.A. Kind of, it's by USC. It's no, it's technically it just, downtown. It's think it USC. Doesn't, doesn't feel downtown. It's basically USC. Campus. USC, you know the USC campus. Mm -hmm. It's USC Adams. campus adjacent. Yes. Um, Adams, the hottest new gentrified place yeah, around. Kind yeah, of. It's kind of a dicey around. neighborhood actually, but it it's is, yeah. it's a super groovy venue and great place for uh, a festival. And um we got uh Diane Word playing. We got uh, Tenacious D. I don't know how we got Tenacious D doing a full mm. jazz set. Mm. Wow. We got uh, Amy Poehler. We got Dan Deacon. We got uh Kids in the Hall. Super Dave Osborne. No. Kids in the hall. Yeah, we got. He's Al uh, Brooks' brother. Exactly. He's an Einstein. He's Al Einstein. We got, we got the OG Mystery Science Theater dudes. Mystery Science together. Theater 3000. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we got uh, a bunch of people I can't remember. I wish we would have brought the flyer because there's four stages of yeah, you music, comedy, performance art, and just m- madness. And we're transforming one of the stages into like a jazz Vegas lounge. Sweet. Richard Cheese is going to do some crazy crap. Richard Cheese. Yeah. Um, it's going to be badass. Oh, uh, Neil Hamburger going to throw down. Sweet. Yeah. That's and we were talking about it. Neil Hamburger earlier. And uh, I was telling you about how Neil was the origin. Uh, I won't say his real name in case he doesn't want me to. You know what I mean? I don't want to like, like take Craig the... Turkington? Oh. oh, my God. Why'd you do that? Oh, I didn't know. I know Greg. No, it is. I know. It's Greg. He's and not going to Well, he was Greg, and he's the origin of a video called Brown that's one of the greatest fucking comedic things I've ever come upon. Wait a second. Is he in the video, Brown? Is no. he one of the actors? He might be. He might be. You know, the things that they can do with, you know, makeup and whatnot. So when is your guys' uh, festival happening? October 10th, 10, 10, 15. Yeah. 10, 10, 15. Tickets are on sale. The Darkness will be there. Jenny Darkness. Slate, Tim yeah. Minchin, Big Freedia. It's almost as if I'm looking at uh, a website. Andrew WK, Adam Devine, Dan Harmon, Rocket from the Crypt. Mm. Yeah. It's a. It's kind of going to be an insane day. Puddles Pity Party. You ever heard of this dude? He's like seven feet tall. Ooh. He's uh he's a clown, but he sings opera. Lovely. Wow. Uh, what does he do? The, what's the clown opera? It's, uh... Um, what is the cl- clown opera? Yeah, what's the famous one? It's there's a whole Seinfeld around it. N- no, he's not doing the famous one. He's he's kind of like a super depressed, amazing comedian. He, he's he's an experienced little performance art. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's it's a it's a it's a veritable who's who. It's a day and a night not to be missed. Sweet. And that's the end of part one of our conversation with Tenacious D, Kyle Gass, and Jack Black. Check in next week when we finish the conversation. Today's show was recorded at Winslow Court Studios in Hollywood, California.